This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong. During the pandemic, the focus for shoppers stayed primarily on either absolute necessities or those creature comforts, items that didn't really break the bank. And yet, the gold and jewelry industry has stayed strong, with business starting to pick up since the reopening of international borders. In fact, the total value of gold jewelry exports increased to 4.48 billion ringgit in 2021 from 3.15 billion ringgit in 2020. So, how has this industry managed to weather the past few years fairly uns? I have Ivy Tiang, founder and chief designer of Jewelry Studio Jewel and Design, here with me to discuss just that. Hi, I'm Ivy. I'm from Jewel and Design. I'm actually the founder and also jewelry designer for my uh, company. I started as an independent designer. My company offer variety of services. Uh, and products, including uh, designer services, of course, that is my specialty, and also uh, diamond pearls and other gemstone. We offer ready-made and also custom-made jewelries. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we get into jewel and design, uh, you actually don't have a background in that. Before this point, you were in telecommunication and banking. How did you go from there into making jewelry? Yeah, it was all started uh, uh, from hobby uh, about eight to nine years ago uh, when I was working in the corporate world, uh, primarily telecommunication and banking. The last job was in banking. I while corporate line give me a kind of comfort and a steady income and some sort of fulfillment, I believe. Uh, but I still feel. I need to discover something that right. time. So during my spare time, I pick up a hobby. I actually uh, bump into someone random, totally stranger. Um, when during that event, I actually ask her to teach me pearl beading. Mm. Yeah, jewelry making, basically jewelry making. And yeah, um, I mean, I love pearls myself, and. Since young, I love collecting seashells, and when I bump into her, she has like a range of beautiful handmade pearls and jewelries displayed, and I was very fascinated by it. Hmm. So I told her,、uh, "I'm very interested to learn from you, and if you could, you know, teach me uh, uh, how to make jewelry." Well, at first, I got rejected. <laughs> Yeah, because she said, "Oh, you know, I'm small business, and I'm running things myself. I'm running event myself. I got no time." But then, yeah, the second round when I、uh, went to the event again, and I asked her again, and this time she accepted me. <laughs> yeah, so、mm-hmm. from there, because of her,、uh, I started my、uh, jewelry making as a hobby,、mm-hmm. and then I started to make handmade jewelry and sell in the bazaar. Right,、yes. and that was in 2015 when you started to sell. Before that, before、uh, that, before I founded、uh, Jewelland Design, before、okay. I set up Jewelland Design. Right. So,、um, yeah, I want to try to like、um, to get some market insights,、mm-hmm. uh, speak to customer, get some feedback to learn about 
design that the market will be accept, yeah. pricing, and, and a lot of learning when I was doing the bazaar. And then um, I started to uh, uh, be very serious on it. I pursued my study in uh, Gemological Institute of America and uh, Gemology Institute of Thailand, both based in Bangkok. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that's where I actually started. And then when I came back to Malaysia, uh, yeah, I set up Jewelan Design. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, fantastic. Uh, I would love as well, Ivy, if you could also share a little bit about, you know, the jewelry industry in Malaysia as a whole, because I don't know about uh, the listeners, but for me, my exposure to it has purely been, you know, sometimes you walk through a mall and you see like the, the usual suspects that sell gold and pearls or whatnot. So, I, you know, give us a bit of an insight into uh, the status of the jewelry and sort of like uh, luxury goods uh, industry here in Malaysia. Um, jewelry industry in Malaysia is still soaring, mm. uh, to my opinion. And you are right, based on uh, statistics and research, the jewelry and gold market in the world has actually risen during the uh, pandemic. Mm. So it might be due to, um, you know, during the COVID time, a, not many people has chance. To spend on, I mean, it's locked down, right? Some yeah. of the country is fully locked down. Retail therapy is yes, basically correct. what happened. So they, <laughs> yeah, so they don't have uh, much chance to spend on like uh, luxury fine dining mm. or concert or travel uh, or other uh, uh, luxury entertainment. So that is also might be one of the uh, one of the reason that. Uh, why, uh, despite the gold price mm-hmm. uh, increase, but the demand still soaring, mm. and also um, during the two three years pandemic time, uh, also because of uh, more family time together, so and woman has played a vital role mm-hmm. in taking care of the house yeah. and the family. So people are more appreciative to oh wow my mom really worked hard for the housework have to cook and stuff like that no maid no laundry shop open you know that kind of stuff and uh, uh, I receive a lot of inquiries that they want to buy for gift ah. yeah to their mom to their sister mm-hmm, to their loved mm-hmm. ones and so forth right so it could be also one of the uh, uh, reason. Yeah. yeah, definitely during the pandemic, there was this uptick in, you know, sending other people gifts because you couldn't be with them in person and you wanted to show appreciation for them, even though that you were all in lockdown. So I think definitely that was probably a contributing factor as well. So let's go back to Jewelin Design uh, itself. Tell us a little bit about the products and services that you provide. Uh, I understand that you do uh, specialize in the customization elements, right? But you also do have, uh, I guess, I don't know what the phrase is, but like ready-to-go <laughs> products as well. I mean, tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. Um, yes, we are specializing in custom-made services, uh, custom-made jewelry, mainly on personalized um, jewelries, like based on the customer requirement. Mm. If they have certain preference or maybe sometimes um, they're getting married, they want to get a proposal ring, an engagement ring, they can actually... Um, choose uh, those uh, diamonds that offered by us uh, is actually GIA certified natural diamonds mm-hmm. uh, to make into uh, um, uh, 
mostly wedding rings and engagement rings. And what exactly yeah. does that certification mean? Okay. Um, certification is like a birth cert mm-hmm. of the stone. So the customer know exactly what are they buying. And particularly for diamond, we have a graded factors mm-hmm. uh, to look into their clarity, their cut, their colour and stuff like that. Got it, got it. All right. And as I understand it, you are based uh, at Shangri-La Hotel here in KL, is that right? I mean, tell us a bit about how that collaboration came about and why you are based there. Um, okay, you see, uh, when there is a threat, there is an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, well, I, I consider myself uh, uh, very lucky uh, because during the... Uh, COVID time, uh, I managed to pass through. Uh, it's because uh, my previously studio is a small studio and workshop mm-hmm. with two, three juniors, uh, not a lot of overhead mm-hmm. costs. And uh, some of the work I actually outsource. Yeah, so during the difficult time, uh, besides the first two months was like still digesting, that time was like, digesting what is actually COVID all about. Right, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Then I quite settled and I basically stay connected with my contacts, with my suppliers, with people, with my customer mm-hmm. especially. Therefore, I actually um, uh, went into a collaboration with my Hong Kong partner, who is currently my Hong Kong uh, partner, mm-hmm. that he has more than 20 years experience in jewellery industry and manufacturing industry as well. Right. Yes. Mm. So, I, and I always believe collaboration is the way. Uh, look, I'm the first gen of business founder, mm. right? It's tough. And I actually create, uh, set up my, this career um, in midlife. So, but I always think it's never too late to start your career. Like Colonel Sanders, mm-hmm. the founder of KFC, yep. started his career like at 60s, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so to me, it's like keep trying mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, keep going. Right. So now, um, I feel like I never, I feel, how do I say that? Um, I don't think I can, you know, walk. The journey of business alone, right? Success alone, yeah. And it, it sort of yeah. uh, it requires teamwork, collaboration, Correct. networking. I mean, that's why there is such that emphasis. You know, when you do start out uh, initially as an entrepreneur, a big emphasis on that is like make connections. You know, talk to people, get to know people within your industry, get to know people in related industries. That's how business works. Yes, yeah. and I I always like do a lot of read up and. Uh, Learn from people like Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's the one. He was the one that uh, created original recipe for yes. fried chicken. Mm-hmm. But he collaborated with his partner that owned a restaurant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty uh, uh, glad to start my collaboration this year in Shangri La Hotel um, with this part up. We are able to offer more wide range of products 
and services to a bigger market mm-hmm. to serve them better yeah yeah and to give our customer a better experience uh, with our 3D technology as well yeah. brilliant mm. all right we do have to take a short break for some messages but after that I will continue my conversation with Ivy Tiong founder of Jewel and Design here on Open for Business on BFM 89.9 Boring, fake, macho. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong, and in the studio with me today is Ivy Tiang. She's the founder and chief designer of Jewelry Studio Jewel and Design. Before the break, we talked about her transition from telecommunication and banking into designing beautiful jewelry, uh, as well as the status of the jewelry uh, industry in Malaysia, as well as the products and services that Jewel and Design provides. Now, I have to ask. Maybe honestly, quite literally, the million dollar question: How on earth do you price your products, right? Because you do a lot of customization, you do a lot of this uh, hands-on process with the clients, where you go through, you make sure their designs are perfect. You also, of course, have your, uh, I guess, your default line of products as well that you know aren't customized necessarily. Um, tell me a little bit about the approach to pricing here. Sure. Um, when we talk about pricing, is very subjective. But for us, we normally look at, well, pricing is really up to demand and supply. Yeah. You see, and you, you look at, uh, if you look at diamond and gold, they are commodity. Mm-hmm. But we have few factors uh, to look at when it comes to pricing that I would like to share. Uh, firstly, first, we will look into the metal that you are using. Mm. Um, for example, do you choose gold? Um, if it's gold, what type of gold? Mm-hmm. Is it 9 carat, 14 carat, 18 carat, 916 mm-hmm, pure mm-hmm. gold? You know, there are many types of uh, gold. Right. And if you don't like gold, you prefer other, mm-hmm. which we offer platinum, mm-hmm. platinum will be different pricing as well. Right. So apart from the uh, materials from the metal, we also look at other materials like gemstone. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether you want to incorporate with um, a precious stone like diamond mm-hmm. or other color stone like ruby, sapphire or pearls, those are all different pricing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the pricing is also very much based on the uh, quality of the gemstone, uh, the rarity, the or- country origin. Um, the color, the cut, all this quality we will take into the consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I also wanted to ask a little bit about those raw materials, right? Because as you mentioned, it's very supply and demand. And uh, the other thing about that is that... Uh, some places have like specific, you know, you have like certain uh, gemstones that are associated with certain, sourcing it from certain places, stuff like that, right? Yes. So could you tell me a little bit about how you source these uh, raw materials? Yeah, I think... Um, and where from, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think one one important point that I could have missed out just now is uh, the factors of workmanship. Mm-hmm. That is a huge factor design and workmanship uh, because it takes quite a number of labor hours yeah. from different parties uh, to, to complete the product 
creation or the product. It's a very design. intricate and specialized process. Yes. You know? So that, you know, the labor charge kind of has to yes. be accounted for. Yes. The labor charge is actually started not on making the design, uh, making the product. It's actually started from sourcing and mining mm-hmm. the stone from the ground yeah. to the finished goods to you know, yeah. to the customers. It's a very hand. involved yes. process, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That yeah. that's involved uh, quite a, a bit of uh, costing as well. Yeah. yeah. So again, like, where do you actually uh, okay. you know source your gold, your platinum, your yeah. gemstones? Yeah. That? Okay. Yeah. Talking about sourcing is also a tedious process. Mm. Uh, depending on what type of gemstone, but uh, right now uh, all are from my Hong Kong partner. Mm. Um, you know, they, they can make gold, they can make platinum and basically um, Hong Kong is one of the uh, international gem and distribution hub. Got it. Got it. Yeah, in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which uh, they distribute diamonds especially. Uh, of course, other color stone, pearls and uh, other jewelry related materials. Right. However, some of the very quality stones um, like um, sapphire or ruby, mm-hmm. uh, it may not necessarily uh, come from Hong Kong. Uh, it can be come from Sri Lanka, mm. Thailand, Myanmar or Cambodia. Right. Yeah. So primarily you do source uh, internationally. Uh, right. Yes. Um, have you run into any, uh, you know, supply chain issues, you know, especially during the pandemic? There was so much uh, kind of uh, fuss about that where uh, a lot of uh, pathways were sort of blocked off or, you know, certain transit routes were not available. And even now there are still kind of ongoing issues with that. Is that something that affects jewel and design? Yes, uh, I can say um, somehow during the COVID thing happening, uh, eventually, uh, my jewelry demand picks up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. When people are sad, they want pretty things. It's yes. really kind of... <laughs> yes. They started to have like time to talk to a jeweler to say that, you know, I really want this piece for a long time, <laughs> but I don't have time to design it. Can we talk about something? When you're alone with your thoughts, you just bite the bullet on some of those correct, <laughs> decisions. Correct. So I'm very happy. I'm right, very happy, right, but right. also I'm very headache yes. <laughs> to, to, to fulfill sure, to sure. fulfill all these things. Uh, but uh, that's why I said uh, it's very important to stay connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, because over the years, um, you know, I've been like uh, um, keeping contacts with my uh, supply chain mm-hmm. so I, I managed to like find alternative I think the main issue is not only the sourcing uh, the logistic yeah. and the supply yep. yeah and uh, until now uh, our manufacturing as well mm-hmm. uh, it's not to say a big issue now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but we do uh, experience some slowdown uh, due to lack of manpower and also productivity issue. Mm. Yeah, but uh, so far, uh, we are glad that we fulfilled uh, all our customer requests and uh, we did not receive any refund or, mm. you know, we did not face this kind of uh, issue so far. Uh, and the only thing is sometimes delay happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's understandable, but we keep communicating with customer uh, that certain timeline uh, need to be delayed. And I think this is very understandable. Got At it. the end of the day, we still we still able to 
fulfilled. But right now, it's pretty much uh, uh, stabilised quite a bit already. Mm. So, yeah, we All are right. glad. Yeah. All right, yeah. fantastic. I guess finally, uh, to wrap up, what are some of Jewel and Design's plans for the future? All right. Um, well, our main goal is always uh, looking at the financial goal, definitely. Uh, um, I mean, in business, uh, every year we need to look at uh, revenue increment, mm-hmm. uh, increase market share, um, and you know. Uh, but we also uh, looking at expanding our wholesale market, mm. uh, which is. Uh, into business to business level uh, to make jewelries for them. Brilliant. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. This well, is one of our goals. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Ivy, for coming in today and talking to me all about jewel and design. You're welcome. You've been listening to Open for Business. I'm Christine Wong. I've been speaking to Ivy Tiang, founder and chief designer of Jewelry Studio Jewel and Design. If you've missed any of today's show, of course, you can head on over to our app. It's available in the Apple App Store and Google Play. And you can also go to our website, bfm.my, to listen back to this podcast and more. You're tuned in to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.